And so we have begun, my friends, our annual Lenten journey. It is a remarkable journey. The liturgy books refer to Lent as this sacred time, this holy time, even this glorious time. It will take us into some interesting geographics. The scripture readings will do that. And when we have returned home in the celebration of the Easter sacraments, one of those places that we will have discovered hopefully all over again will be our inner self. And who knows what we will have discovered there along the way. But our journey begins today in the wilderness. And from there we will go to the mountain and we will stop at a couple of sources of water, Jacob's well and the pool of Siloam. And we will go to the tomb of a dead brother, the dead brother of our spiritual sisters, Mary and Martha. And we'll spend a whole week going into Jerusalem, dining in an upper room, trying to pray in a garden, standing helplessly in a courtyard of the high priest, walking a torturous path up a hill that we would rather not climb. And within a few hours, we'll find ourselves in our own courtyard around another fire. And finally, get back to this table immersed in the astonishing light of salvation. So fasten your seatbelts. But we cannot set out on this journey until we have drunk from the wisdom of the wilderness. Jesus is led, Matthew tells us, by the Spirit. If we don't know, willingly or unwillingly, how does the Spirit lead anyone, any place? And all of this happened just after he had been baptized and following a fasting of some 40 days, Matthew tells us. And in the wilderness, he encounters the tempter, who places before him the temptations and the reminders of his humanity. And Jesus responds in that wonderful dialogue with a reminder of his baptism and his call to divinity. It is a fascinating conversation. This is our place and our conversation as we enter the season of Lent. It begins with Matthew's simple phrase, and afterwards he was hungry. We've all known a human hunger. At its best, it is a shared and common desire, and at its worst, it is a crippling consumerism. To have more, to own more, to be self-sufficient. But wilderness wisdom comes from the hungry or the hunger that Jesus says is a spiritual one, a spiritual hunger. It is a longing to be true to God, a longing to be true to one's baptismal mission. 
That is our first hunger. During Lent, we talk about fasting. And fasting isn't about going hungry. It's not about eating less. It is rather a hunger for the bread of more loving and more forgiving, of more justice-making and mercy-giving. The words of the tempter is, are always delicious if you are the Son of God, if you are who you think you are. They're always delicious. Oh, to be more than you think you are, like the temptation in the garden. If you are a smart woman, if you are a good man, it's only fruit. Try it. The temptation suggests that Jesus could be so much more if he abandoned his trust in God and trusted only in himself and possibly some mysterious angels that would come to help. If he gave in to the tempter's fantasy of power and greatness. But the wisdom of the wilderness is not about individualism. It's about belonging. It's about being in communion with the other, the Lord God and the people of the Lord God. The one who has given to this son a mission that will bring about a communion and a solidarity with the least, not the greatest. With the sinner, not the righteous, the vulnerable, not the mighty. There's often a difference, we know, between, between who we think we are and who we think we could be if only. If only. Big space there. And who we should be. Temptation often plays on who we think we could be if it wasn't for them. Or him. Or her. Or that circumstance. Or just plain bad luck that seemed always to come my way, or whatever, or whoever. And they're always against me. If it wasn't for them. And as we sort out our deeper inner self, spending some time in the wilderness of God's love, we come to the self that embraces what God has blessed us with even when it looks like a cross and feels like a cross. And we remember that we are still and always the beloved sons and daughters of God. In the end, the attraction of the tempter's options are no match for Jesus' trust in God. His mission is to invite everyone into a different way of life. It's not about the accumulation of the magnificence of earthly territories. It's about the dispensing of divine favors without exception. The wilderness wisdom is not always easy for us to grasp or to put it into practice.
but it's what we long for because it is of the God who longs for us. In the Gospel narrative, Jesus has only recently been baptized. And now he is led by the Spirit into this time of testing. And it becomes instead a time for him to return to the tenderness of God, who had called him my beloved. If we then begin our journey remembering who we are, and have been, and have been, since our baptism, then no matter the spiritual baggage that we have accumulated along the way, the stuff that we need to let go of, the choices that are no longer healthy, the words and actions that are no longer grace-filled, then, then we walk in wisdom, knowing that it's not just our repentance that sustains us, it is the tenderness of a merciful God.